0: Welcome to That Being Said Podcast.
1: I'm Taylor. And I'm Aisha. Let's get into today's episode. Okay,
0: well, I feel like I'm so loud. Welcome. Is this the
1: third episode? This is episode three, yeah. Wow. It's wild. This is is also the first time we've recorded since putting out episode one or two. I think we should just like stop for a second and just say thank you the response has literally been amazing yeah it's been so humbling and so nice to get like messages and people being like oh I listen <laughs> oh. it's so beautiful
0: it is because it's like people actually taking time out of their day to listen to us talk shit pretty much which is just unfathomable <laughs> I guess especially because like the first episode was maybe like an hour yeah,
1: and then the second one was an hour and a half, and the first like, just <laughs> us. What? Yeah, the, yeah. Not entertaining.
0: No, the first one Good was on chaotic. You guys. <laughs> the first one was chaotic as I because I said I was like, oh, I don't need like a like s- script sort of layout. No, and it was. <laughs> it turns out. <laughs> turns out I need one.
1: I thought I needed notes, but then I, like, went hard on the notes last time, and I was like, I don't want these notes. Well, yeah.
0: Get these the, away from me. Yeah, then the last time, barely any notes, because I guess we're talking about stuff that's... It makes sense. To, you think talking about your life would be... Easy. No.
1: Apparently not.
0: I'm like, oh, wait, let's go back to year seven. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so third episode, welcome. Yeah. We're really excited. Um, And, yeah, like Aisha said... Obviously thank you to everyone that's been tuning in. This week's episode is based around uh mental health or uh, living in a covid world. Yeah, so
1: I guess we wanted to focus on like managing mental illness and mental health mm. in a post covid world.
0: Yes, as well I guess from both of us both having you know uh mental illnesses
1: yeah. like I think it's like probably good to bring up the conversation we had earlier today. Mm. Um, we were like, oh, do we say mental health or mental illness? And for a second I was like, oh, mental health does sound like a little less scary. But then I was like, yeah, I think maybe we should just be like, I got a mental illness.
0: Yeah. And I think that was the thing. Like, I always get a bit not iffy, but I just unsure because yeah. I'm like, like some when it comes to mental health, I think people are like, it's an illness. Um, and there's also obviously that stigma that people downplay it. Yeah. Like when you tell them that you have a mental illness, like, oh, that's fine. Like, that's not an illness. And you're like, well, it is.
1: I feel <laughs> ill. <laughs> it's I a, need help.
0: Yeah, literally. So, yeah, I guess that's a yeah, good point. So, yeah, and I guess obviously in the past two years in particular for both of us, have been pretty hard, yeah. Um, for so many other people as Definitely. well. But yeah, I think what we've learnt as well in the past two years, in particular, um, I guess even like starting the podcast was sort of like an an outlet from what was going on, and I think that's why we wanted to do it as well. Yeah, because there's there's no I know some people bottle a lot of stuff up, and it's shit to have to do that. Yeah, um, and I think. Bringing more awareness to like, hey, I'm not actually doing okay. I don't know.
1: I think it's definitely getting better. Mm. But honestly, I think the only way it's going to continue to get better is if people just talk about it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I guess that's... I didn't, it's not, I didn't really talk about my mental health very often. And I can't remember who I was speaking to recently, but they're like, oh, I can never tell if there's, like, actually something wrong with you. Like, in the sense of, like, you're always sort of, like, I can't tell. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I, Is that good or? Yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, because I notice how I act and yeah. then I feel like I'm being a bit withdrawn from people, but then they don't... Re- I know a little bit, but they can't tell that, that there's actually something else going on. Mm. Weird. This episode is to sort of go off, um, like we said.
1: Definitely just, I guess, talking out some of the feelings that COVID and the past mm. two years have brought up for us. Because I think it, it is a very specific situation and you do get a lot of very specific feelings from it. But
0: Yeah. So, I don't know, like, I guess, because we've all been living with COVID since...
1: March of last year there's literally a photo of us from when we went clubbing yeah that was and it was like the next day shut down
0: oh my god I remember that
1: actually let's start there yeah before before we get into the episode um we will just as like a warning we will be uh talking about depression anxiety OCD um financial strain probably a lot of topics around that so just be aware of that yeah. And
0: obviously um we'll have the links and numbers as well in the episode description of uh helplines that you can get into touch with if um need be. Yeah. Um but yeah.
1: So I think that's actually a really good spot to start because I mm-hmm. think the day I'll explain the situation. Um Taylor and I and our partners, we went out clubbing, we went to see uh Julian Heffs. It was really great. <laughs> but then Camera, I think, got shut down pretty much the next day. Yeah. Your immediate anxious response, because I believe there was a case from Fiction Club that night. Your immediate anxious response was, "Oh fuck, I'm gonna die."
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think uh, that's been my reaction to it for the past two years. Yeah. Even when learning more about it, it's still always me jumping back to, "Holy shit, yep. I'm gonna die." Yeah, I remember. I think as well because I was being I was very drunk that night. Yes. And that was, was
1: that would be an accurate representation oh, of the state we were in.
0: Absolutely. And I, I think I was like drinking out of like these people's drinks.
1: I used to do this all the time at festivals, like literally wouldn't think of it. A security guard would pass you a cup from like the front and yeah. it would go through four people before it got to you. Exactly. And then you'd drink out of it and be like, This is fine. <laughs>
0: literally so and that's sort of what happened that night yeah and then next minute COVID and I was like fuck (laughs) shit I was drinking out of all these people's drinks like started freaking out um and I got really sick and I think so did you after but I usually always get a bit sick after I drink in the sense of like a scratchy throat yeah but yeah so when COVID I guess sort of first was announced I guess around the world immediate uh, not immediate panic Mm. because it was not in Australia put this into perspective when I saw my doctor a few weeks after it sort of started in Canberra he was like oh I heard it's just like the flu
1: yeah because at the start heaps of like just oh I think it's this maybe it's that oh it could be this Who knows? Uh,
0: Exactly. And then it turned out to be what it is now. So, yeah, I just... uh, Is it fight or flight? Like, my body just sort of went into shock, I guess, about it all. But I was in very much denial about it. And as being someone that is anxious, Mm. uh, not being able to control the environment, very stressful. Um, I don't like it. I don't like that I can't control what's going on. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you'd be a bit similar, like in situations. In the
1: first couple of months, I mean, it's been a lot. And I have heard a lot of people talking about how they felt for the first couple of months and eventually their body just, I guess, got tired of, exhausted really, of feeling like that. Yeah. In the first couple of months, I was extremely frustrated about not being able to control the situation. Not being able to manage the information that I was receiving. Mm. Not being able to... Yeah. it was just sort of
0: overwrite. Like, there was just so much going on. And anxious was just the state that I was constantly living in. I just hated being around anyone. Again, the first part of it in Canberra when we first got it, it wasn't as severe as what it is right now. No, so... It was a different strain.
1: Yeah. Um. Last year, Canberra was actually super chill. We were living uh, before August of this year. We were pretty much living normal, relatively normally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was. I would say I probably got complacent, but it's because I didn't have anything to really be anxious or worried about. Yeah. When I got sick every now and again, I always went back to what happens if it's COVID. Yeah. Um. But yeah, relatively normal, wasn't really stressed about COVID itself. I was stressed about, you know, Melbourne and stuff and Sydney. My brother lives in Melbourne, so that stressed me a little bit. Um, But, yeah, relatively normal life. Mm -hmm. It was fine. But when COVID first hit in April, when it sort of started to get a bit serious, um, Jake and I were living in our apartment. And I remember Jake and I had just put it up to be sold.
1: Yeah, we were talking about um, selling and then by the time you guys had sold and had to move out, we couldn't even help you.
0: Exactly, yeah, because that's when the lockdown came into effect and I remember I was glad that I sold Yeah, because being in an apartment block in elevators and stuff with other people, touching stuff, had me really anxious. Um, and I remember a few... Nights before we fully moved out, there was a situation going on in the apartment blocks and Jake had to run down and help someone. And then he ran back up and I was like, go have a shower. Yeah. Go wash go wash yourself, have a shower. Because I was just uh, freaked out or just worried. I don't know, I sort of had my first panic attack when I moved back home. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because I had more support at home. Yeah. It sounds uh, t- it sounds silly when I say it out loud, but the word COVID triggered me. Mm. It just triggered me into having a panic attack. And I think it was because, you know, family would read stories about COVID and people passing away from it. Yep. And they'd be quite young. So I'd freak out straight away. And I remember I had my first panic attack at the dinner table and everyone just stopped and, like, stared at me. They didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And I d- I didn't really know what was going on because I've never actually at that point experienced something that was that severe. Mm. When we go into it later, that was actually quite mild, (laughs) but yeah, it was just strange. Just COVID, the word just even could trigger me. Like remember, um, what's her name? Cardi B. And she's like coronavirus. Like even that, like, (laughs) triggered me like I had to delete tiktok because I was sick of hearing like coronavirus and anyway
1: yeah it was weird are you comfortable talking about the differences between the OCD you experienced and like the anxiety about wanting to be clean because I think it's important for people to think like Taylor's anxiety like she does not want Jake to have a shower because of her OCD that's an anxious thing Taylor's OCD is something else.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a thing, like, um, drawing into my OCD, I guess, my OCD in particular is worrying about my safety, like, its safety. Yeah. Um, And OCD is a bit complicated because it seems irrational to yeah. people, um, but to me, it's like a survival thing. I'm sure maybe some people can relate, maybe in a sense of... Do you ever think of a t-shirt that you haven't worn in yeah. about six months
1: like and you thinking, just think about it? it? Yeah. You have to find it. And yep. You can't go to sleep till you find it. Brad, um, a lot of people think it's like a very annoying behavior, but if he thinks I need to know where this object is, he'll look for it. And it's not like he wants to know where it is. Mm-hmm. It's like physically he can feel inside his body that he is missing an object. And he now has to go find the object. Yeah. And he'll find it and put it down.
0: I'm the same. Yeah. And like, I think I've noticed Brad sometimes when he does that. And I'm, I think it's normal. I'm like, yeah, I do that. Yeah. And yeah, it's a thing. It's like, I don't need it, Mm. but I have to find where it is. Like, I don't know why. My Vans Walk Tour shirt from like 2013, (laughs) my Soundwave shirt and some other shirt uh, Jake's Soundwave shirt, I needed to find them and make sure they were hanging up just because I had to have, have them. I think it was my Unify shirt, sorry. So those three shirts, Soundwave, Warp Tour and Unify, I had to find them and they I didn't need them. I just had to know that I had them. It's just weird. I, 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 and then I can't sleep until I find it. And then when I find, I'm like, okay, cool. Mm. Like I could just find it up, pick it up, throw it back on the floor, then go back to bed. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, like, things like that that I have to do or I don't know, like, it's it's really confusing illness and not many people actually understand it. Like, confusing to you? Yeah. I don't know why <laughs> I, I do it. Yeah. It's just something that I've always done. Um, and yet having anxiety also doesn't help because yeah, those two together, um, I don't know. And I think for me, when people think of OCD, they think it's has to be neatly organized yeah. or color coordinated, but, uh, <laughs> I'm very disorganized and messy sometimes. And it might seem like a mess to someone else. Everything in my room is somewhere for a reason. I've put it there. (laughs) And Jake will be like, why is this here? I'm like, leave it. Don't touch it. That USB is from six years ago and it stays there. Like, it's just, yeah, I don't know. And living with it in a COVID world Mm. is even more stressful because um, even like when I lived in the apartment, the elevator or touching buttons like that as well, I'd have to touch a certain amount of times. And then I didn't want to touch buttons because... Were these things, like, conflicting? Yes. So, like, I just... It would conflict with what I had to do. And what you weren't comfortable doing anymore. Exactly. And so I sort of had to, like, amend things, I guess. But then that was anxious to have to amend...
1: Like, your rituals. Yeah.
0: Um. And then living back home, I sort of had to stop and... I've gotten definitely better than what I used to. Um, And I've spoken to plenty of people as well that do experience OCD. And it's been nice to know that I'm not actually alone in this. um, Because I used to, like, get made fun of for, like, doing the stuff that I did. But I can't help that. Like, I just have to. I know, I get, yeah, so I guess OCD is a bit of a, um, I don't know, I don't know, it's like a confusing...
1: It's definitely super complicated and I think even people who live with it, they don't understand why it's happening or why they have to do things they do or... I know, sometimes like I read into
0: it as well to understand it a bit more yeah because sometimes I don't understand what it is that I'm actually doing like I just know that I have to do it otherwise I suffer the consequences and I think I think what people need to understand as well you have intrusive thoughts yeah with OCD and they can be mentally draining and exhausting Mm. and sometimes you feel bad for having the intrusive thoughts but you can't really help having those thoughts because that's just sort of what what's going on that's the consequence if i don't do what you know check the door through 8 times 3 times yeah that intrusive thoughts what's going to happen I, just, I don't know maybe making people of a little bit more on ocd like
1: it's just i i think i guess pop culture has turned it into something it definitely isn't
0: yeah like it's not quirky <laughs> to have to, like, have this or it's not, um, you know, it's not something that – it's. I almost sometimes get a bit embarrassed. Mm. Um, I don't really tell many people, but when I do, they get a bit confused. They're like, what? Like, I don't even know what that is. I don't know. You just, like, you. I feel like a different per- person when you're in
1: that state. It's just – I've random. definitely had, um – Like, I don't feel like my thoughts are my thoughts. Mm. It's not...
0: Yeah, it's almost like someone else in my head is thinking that. Yeah. And then I'm just, like, the body that is doing the thing. So, yeah, I guess that comes in with the intrusive thoughts. They're they're irrational sometimes. They don't make a lot of sense. It does take a toll on some things that I do. It's a strange complicated illness that not many people understand and mm. you know because it's so complex I don't expect people to fully understand but I think people need to be a bit cautious when they say oh I wish I was a little bit OCD or all this because I don't I wouldn't wish it on anyone it's probably in line with my anxiety depression it's probably the worst thing uh just because It's very time-consuming, draining, uh, exhausting. And I guess drawing back to COVID, uh, yeah, drawing back to COVID with the vaccine. Yeah. Petrified to get it. I have tattoos. I have the ink in the tattoos. I don't know what's in. Yeah. That's fine for me. I don't care. (laughs) I get it. I've got needles, my immunization my whole life. It's been no issue. I think because of the media. Yeah. Very scared to get this. Petrified more so of the side effects. Yeah. That's what was scaring me. Um, And again, irrational thoughts run through my head. I was fine when I went. Actually, no, I wasn't fine. I was stressing Mm. leading up to the drive, getting my first shot. Yeah. Got my first shot. Next day, just headache. And then the thoughts started, and I was like, "Okay, something bad's gonna happen now because I've got it, and they can't get it out of my body." I was just so then that all those thoughts started, like, "What was gonna happen?" I was, "This was gonna happen," um, all these random sort of things. When you talk about it, some people just be like, "What?" Yeah, like, "What are you? What are you talking about?" Um, and then that's where. Like the, oh shit, okay, I shouldn't have said that or I shouldn't have even tried to explain because I think that
1: comes back to like anxiety and social anxiety. Yeah. Exactly, because... Where if you like make yourself weird, you're like, oops. Right.
0: Like, I remember in college, if you'd like go to answer a question and (laughs) it's happened to me here we go, Glenda. (laughs) It's happened in mass class and I remember my friend Jake (laughs) bless, we were in class and I thought I knew the answer <laughs> confidently was like raised my hand and I was like <laughs> halfway through saying the answer <laughs> that teacher was like Glenda was just like um that's not quite it.
1: <laughs> I'm not even done. <laughs> oh my god
0: and then Jacob and I just pissing ourselves because I'm just <laughs> actually no I know what happened. I went to answer the question and then half Halfway through, I stopped myself <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, no, that's wrong. Don't worry. And then <laughs> just Jacob and I will just, yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, I get very awkward. Yeah. Um, In some, so, especially speaking, you wouldn't think I would because of what we're doing, a podcast, but it's so different because it's like I'm talking, yeah, to people that get it. Like, yeah. So I guess OCD itself, it is. It's because they don't quite get it. Hmm. And then I get embarrassed because I'm, so I'm not the greatest at explaining things, i.e. <laughs> so the first whole 15 minutes right now, <laughs> it's thrown all over the 15 place. 15 minutes? I don't know. Has it been 15? <laughs> Half now. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just, it doesn't make sense. So then I think I get a bit embarrassed by it. I don't know. Yeah. And I like, yeah, it's just... mm. I don't know. And that's what I mean. That's why, like, I literally try to read
1: up on it. And... Almost trying to rationalise it.
0: Yeah. To sort of... un, But also understand... Yeah. That, oh, okay, what I think is strange, other people actually do as well. Yeah. Like, it's not just... I don't know. I just... And, yeah, I think it definitely of... As of late, I've been trying to read up more on it to understand it. It's not necessarily it's gotten super um, it's flared up heaps through lockdown Mm. but it has a little bit because of the the stage that we're sort of in. Good example Psychologist. Mm. When I go to see her and I I'm talking about a situation and then you're like oh what happens if she actually doesn't believe me? thinks so, that I'm lying yeah Like, <laughs>
1: what if they think I'm putting it on yeah, yeah.
0: it's like the same when you get pulled over or when you see a cop drive by and you're like
1: oh okay that's actually a really great metaphor
0: yeah like I you're like I'm normal
1: I'm I don't tra- need to be
0: you <laughs> sir I'm driving I've done nothing wrong but you freak out that you've done something wrong for instance um RBT right mm. You know you haven't drunk a sip of alcohol. You could have been spiked. <laughs> right? Exactly. And that's... And they won't believe you. <laughs> exactly. And it, that's, that's what runs through your head and it's exhausting. It doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense because maybe I did drink. Maybe I did. I was spiked. I Someone poured some, I don't know, gin or grapple in my drink.
1: Gin or gruffer, these and I, are your options.
0: <laughs> look, tequila is, but we know how that goes. Uh, and then I lose my licence. Exactly, yeah. I think that was probably, that's probably could have ended this conversation half an hour ago. It was <laughs> as, yeah, it's as if you're getting pulled over for a random RBT, even though you haven't had a drink, you think you've had a drink and you actually lose your licence.
1: <laughs> I think a lot of my kind of COVID anxiety is this sudden distrust for the fellow man. Mm -hmm. I don't know like I think it comes into the fact that I have to control everything Mm -hmm. and that I cannot control what Joe Blow on the street is doing or the guy that I'm like have to sit next to on the bus type thing. Yes I think we're so quick to want to know what everyone else is doing and want to know why they're doing it and not having the control over the situation constantly has been so stressful for me but at the start of this, we said, kind of when it started, your body went into fight or flight, but it can really only last like that for so long. At a certain point, I had to give up. And I I don't even know how to describe it. It was like I stopped caring about everything. It was so exhausting to be like, what is going on all the time? This is making no sense.
0: No, but that makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Because... Maybe only just now, in the past week or two, my body has started to relax about the situation. But your body does get into that, like, I'm out of gas. Yeah. I can't. really think I can do this anymore. I just have to deal with
1: it. Yeah. Because it's exhausting. It's like this weird, I have to deal with it, but you're still not.
0: Yeah. Like, it's... You're like, oh, uh, it is what it is. Subconsciously still thinking about it, though. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think that's... For me, it was very prolonged. Yeah. Um, Obviously, stressing about it. Again, same situation. I was worried about what Bob was doing. And... What Steve was like, just what everyone was doing, and then the chain reaction of what they're doing, it will affect me. Yeah. In my head. Yeah. Yeah. Even my dad going to work, I would be like, oh, what's his workmate doing though? Yeah. Yeah. You, you just... want
1: to know everything about everything.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, you're not going to, uh, and that's what then starts to stress you out a bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: It's this weird cycle that it feels like... Groundhog Day. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, like, the isolation is very exhausting. Mm. And I think from lockdown, for a lot of people, there's been a lot of kind of secondary effects. Yeah. So through lockdown, there's been less access to, like, healthcare. Yeah. Financial strain from losing jobs. Like, obviously, isolation is very rough on most people not being able to access, you know, like your routine, your hobbies, that sort of thing. It's been a lot.
0: It is. Yeah. So it's um, it's sort of hard as well, to, I guess, to comprehend. Yeah. Um, and there was there was sort of like another good um, article that I found that I that I shared like a while back. Um, and we can link this as well. It was therapy. The Instagram name is therapy for women. Um, it says, You're not crazy. This phase of the pandemic is really hard for our brains. Yeah. And that's the thing. When the pandemic first started, and in this lockdown in particular, I was, I thought I was going crazy. Like, I
1: thought I was. I think another factor to that is that. People like us, we're, we're feeling it. Mm. And there's people who are like, no, nah, COVID's over. It's all good. Yeah. We're back to normal.
0: And I think that was the thing. Um, like, I
1: do not feel normal.
0: No. When people, when restrictions start to ease today, for instance, um, <sighs> jumping into it, fine. Just if people going back to their daily routine, fine. Like nothing ever happened. not
1: I don't know how people can do that. In a weird way, I envy people who are able to just, like, nothing. <laughs> it's all good.
0: Yeah, or go back to their daily activities that they did prior. Yeah. I, I still haven't done that properly. Yeah. Because I'm petrified Yeah, um, of that. I, my body still is slowly processing that. Um, and again, that's anxiety. My anxiety is what's causing that. Um, but yeah, I guess maybe to draw on this, when this lockdown hit in particular, uh, like we found out the first episode, I cry a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't cry for... P- when did we go into lockdown? August? Yeah,
1: I think, I want to say the 12th of August. Yeah,
0: I didn't cry until September, right? Mm. Mid December. I thought it was weird that I hadn't cried about what I was living through because I usually, like the first lockdown, I did constantly. And I, Jake, you know, was there for me. This lockdown, I. <laughs> Nothing was happening, and I thought it was strange. Um, and I think maybe that's because I kept trying to tell myself, "Oh, it's, it's okay. We're gonna be fine." Yeah. Um. And then yeah, one night it just hit me, and I just fucking nah, was not okay. Um. And that was like I knew it was gonna come, but I just I didn't know when because it's just unlike me that I hadn't had that sort of reaction about everything. I'd gone to the doctor plenty of times. Uh, Prior to lockdown, like the week before this outbreak, I went to the doctor because I was really sick, like just tummy-wise and stuff. Again, there was no active cases in Canberra, but I thought I had COVID. There was no active cases, but I... like No, it's COVID. It wasn't COVID. Uh, I was just... Had a flu, like a, a tummy flu. And then the next week, COVID hit. And I was like, what happens if that actually was, though? Like, it was... Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. And then, yeah, fine. And then, yeah, September, cried. And just... It was just because I was so overwhelmed. And I think that's then where the other situation started to unfold. So... Panic attack. Yeah. So that, that cry then started to trigger everything else sort of crumbling for me, yeah. in particular. Um, I was living at... I'm, like, I'm living at home with my mum and dad and Jake. Like, I have people around me. I'm, I don't necessarily feel isolated. Uh, but in my head, I thought I was the only one actually going through all of it. Yeah. And obviously I'm not. But I was like, I, I'm the only one that's dealing with this. Like, this is fucked. Like, um... Working from home, I was more than happy to because I didn't want to go and we obviously couldn't anyway, but, um, couldn't go into the office. And then obviously Jake wasn't working and I always had in the back of my mind when Jake had to go back to work, I had to deal with the fact that he was going to work around other people. Yeah. And that stressed me out. Even my dad going to work because he's obviously classified as essential, stressed me out really bad (laughs) but and like you like you've you've worked throughout the entire lockdown you you can't work from home you're a mechanic yeah so like how do you deal like with your anxiety I guess or how did you
1: so initially I was like oh it'll be fine for me because like I can still go to work I'll still be able to see people but I definitely got like I don't know. I Like, obviously, I guess in some ways I was lucky because I could see more people than most people could, but it still felt like I was stuck in a box. Mm. Like, I was only allowed to go from home to work to home to work. Exactly. My, I, I mean, I'm not really that concerned about getting it, to be honest. Mm. Mine's more like a control issue. Um, Like, it sounds so privileged to say, but... I've had to cancel my wedding two times during COVID and just the constant uncertainty of like, not knowing what I'm doing with that. Every like two days I'm like, fuck the wedding. I don't give a shit about the wedding. I don't care what happens. I'll get married eventually. Then I'm like, no, I need to get married on this date because like the date had special meaning, like it has to happen. And I was like, no, don't care anymore. And then I'm like, no, I put so much fucking work into this. Like, it's it must happen the exact way it I want it to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. Nothing is going to stop it from happening. This is not the case. <laughs> but, like, I've literally sat at this computer desk screaming and crying at pictures of, like, where the wedding was going to be. I've been mean, on the phone to my mom being like, I don't care about the wedding, like, I'm just going to move it, it's fine, and then calling her back up ten minutes later, screaming, crying down the phone. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess it's nice to be like, oh, I had to cancel my wedding, but, like, I don't know. I don't think we sh- I like diminishing my own problems, but I don't want to diminish anything anyone's experienced, I guess.
0: Yeah. You know, like, obviously, it's been obviously different for everyone in yeah. whatever's sort of happened – um and i think it was the same like you know where we couldn't see family yeah and lots of people obviously you know there was people that haven't seen their family in the 2 years um and then i think that's what annoyed me when some people wouldn't comply yeah i was like like they wouldn't comply with what was you know what we had to do um i was like okay just If everyone just did this, then we can see our family or I can see my brother. And then it frustrated me that, you know, people weren't doing
1: that. Yeah, you, you almost want to grab them all like little Lego men and make them do what you need them to do. <laughs>
0: yeah, and the reality is I can't. No one can. Um, I can only control what I do. Yeah. I can try and inform people around me. But even then, that's... It's not their place to do what I tell them. They don't even want to do with the government, you know. Yeah, you're like, what do I do? <laughs> so it's just strange. I, guess I just sit here. Yeah, and like, you think anyone would love to be stuck at home, but when you have to be stuck at home, no one wants to do that. No, there's only so much you can do as well. Um,
1: so maybe that's why. Like, I don't know. Like it's just so weird to think that March of last year, we were like, "Oh yeah, we're just we're just gonna work from home for a bit." I don't know. It's so weird to think about what actually has occurred.
0: Yeah, I think sometimes I don't is know. occurring. It's weird. It's still going on. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I'm just sort of sick of living in living in what's going on in the sense. Yeah, But I'm sick of living in this situation state or like, I just don't know how to explain
1: it without. It's like, I can't put it into words. I'm literally like throwing my hands around, like trying to snap spaghetti. I don't know. That's. Yeah.
0: I don't like, I want life to go back to what was in 2019. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I don't want to just go back to normal.
0: No, but it's never going to be like that. Anytime soon, at least or no. ever. Like, I think especially,
1: I guess for people our age, yeah, people not our age, mm. I have this weird feeling like my twenties have effectively been robbed from me.
0: Well, yeah, I guess like,
1: what we st- I was we were, I was twenty two. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm a full grown woman. Yeah. Like I was a little baby. I was meant to be going clubbing and traveling.
0: Yeah. And then yeah, I guess this now I'm so like she
1: happened. should have some kids or
0: something <laughs> and i think it's a thing like i i get that some people don't want to talk about covid because it's a trigger like i said at the start i hated the word yeah and pissed me off uh but because of the impact that it's had on my life and others i can't not talk about what it's done to me
1: yeah it's like i can no longer pretend that this is not happening
0: yeah it's better lack of words it's like fucked a lot of stuff up
1: yeah like this has fucked me up like i'm not going to be the same Mm. um yeah i don't know like it's just fucking it's a mess I really thought this episode would be so easy to film. No, like, it's not. But, like, when you try and talk it out, none of it really does make any sense. No, it doesn't. And, I mean, I guess... Well, yeah, because that was the thing. Like, we were like, oh, yeah, we'll talk about
0: how it's... Our strategies and... I
1: don't have any strategies. I think our
0: strategies were, like, oh, just sort of...
1: I think we both did um, make a pretty big step in, like, the last month. mm I think so. With, um, like, going – being like, okay, there is something wrong. Yeah. I need to go get help.
0: And that's my
1: strategy. <laughs> like,
0: it was maybe – it was realising, fuck, I'm actually not all right and I actually have to do something about it. Yeah. And I guess maybe just drawing into it briefly uh, – what month is it now? November. Yeah. October – Uh, I had a severe panic attack that resulted in my mum calling the ambulance to our house. Um, (laughs) I think that was the point where I had realised, yeah, not, (laughs) probably can't deal with this anymore. So, brief, very quick backstory... High blood pressure is hereditary in my family. And I was ordered by the doctor to just monitor it, which is fine. And then this week in particular, I had to monitor it for a week.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's because I went to the doctor because I was just not feeling well. So he's like, monitor it for a week. So there you go. Monitor it. Fluctuates. And that's... I check it like three times because it fluctuates that much. It will start at 150... And by the third time, it's at one thirty, so it just fluctuates. Cause you have to be really relaxed. Yeah. This night in particular, I checked it. It was one fifty three, and I over a hundred and something. Started to freak out a little bit. Jake was like, "Just take it again. You'll be all right." I take it again. It's one seventy over whatever. Instant panic sets in. I start getting hot flashes, and I'm like. I'm having a heart attack. You need to call an ambulance. And Jake's like, "Come, come, come down. Not run out the room. Run to mom's room. Mike, you need to call an ambulance. I'm having a heart attack." She's like, "What?" And I was like, "Call an ambulance." I lay on the bed and I sort of start shaking because this is the panic attack setting in. Yeah. Panic attacks aren't something that um, anxiety attacks
1: build up. Yeah. Panic attacks don't. So. I've only had a couple like bad ones, but for example, I full on blackout, like my body completely shuts down. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a very physical response.
0: It is. You think you're dying. Yeah. That's that's the only way I can explain it. And I I thought I was dying. Um, Mum laid me down in the bed uh, in her room and I was shaking because it's my body going into that state she's i only laugh about this because mum was like to dad call an ambulance and Sal's like what's the number (laughs) (laughs) bless that man but it's because there's like a number that you there's like a
1: non-emergency number
0: because the thing is i think they knew they knew i was okay so (laughs) so that's what happened but then mum's like oh my god okay like i'll do it and then when my mum is on the phone and Jake's sort of just standing awkwardly in the room, like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Um, they're talking mum's talking to the operator and mum's giving details. And mum and I'm I'm in and out, so I don't remember a lot. I just remember my mum's hand just hovering a bit over my chest. I could feel my heart. It was palpitating. Yeah. And mum's on the phone, and she's like, Yep. Oh uh, yeah, no, she's like, Yeah, she's a bit pale. And I'm like, What? I'm pale. And mum's like, yeah, shh, Taylor, like, shh. And mum's like, yeah, 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 I can... Like, my hand's not even on her chest and it is palpitating. Like, it's going really fast. And then I've started freaking out. And then all I remember is I kept repeating, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I don't want to... I kept saying it. And my dad came over to the bed and, you know, he's holding my hand and I'm squeezing it. <laughs> I imagine that's what I'm going to do when I go and, like, when I have a kid, like, just breaking someone's hand and I just looked him dead in the eyes and I was like you need to promise me I'm gonna be okay and I just saw my dad's like eyes welled up in tears and he's like you're gonna be okay like just stop like you know he's trying to like help me um and I was just shaking and the ambulance took a bit to get there because I think they'd assess like okay like she's they could hear me
1: she is possibly not having a heart
0: attack because <laughs> <laughs> they could hear me saying i don't want to die and i was like Shh, taylor like but yeah so my body went into this state of shaking and stuff um and then the ambulance got there and do you know what i actually started to get embarrassed before they got there and i was embarrassed about what was going on and i was like fuck i hope they don't have like the ambulance lights on I was like, fuck, I don't want anyone to know what's happening. Um, and mom and dad like, why are you embarrassed? And I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Like, And I started to freak out that like I'd made this situation. And they're like, you have nothing to be sorry for. Stop. Then the ambulance came and they stuck all these things all over my chest and all that. And um, they were doing like a, it's called an ECG or something. I don't know. It's where they check the electronics or whatever.
1: Check that- your electronics.
0: <laughs> you we're robots. I don't yeah. know. They check
1: your heart. They check some stuff. Yeah.
0: And obviously they checked my blood pressure and it was high. Yeah. And they checked my like heart rate and they're like, Yeah, this is high but obviously because I was having a panic attack. They calmed me down and um they started asking me questions like, How old are you? And I was like, twenty five and they're like, you know, uh, you're having a tough time in lockdown I just started crying and I was like, yes. And they're like, yeah, like you're not the only person where we've come out to a call like this. So that sort of put into perspective for me, like, okay, like a lot of people are struggling. And I think that situation that night uh, is what got me in my head after. Cause when you have a panic attack, it takes just as long to get out of that, As it does going into it. Yeah. Uh, And then (laughs) they did all these scans and they're sort of talking and they're like, Yeah, your heart's all fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with your heart. Um, And I was, because I was getting stabbing pains in my chest prior to checking the blood pressure. So that's what made me freak out as well. And then when they were checked and like, It's all fine, they're like, You know, when you get your period, um, you actually get. There's this
1: chest thing, like it happens with females when you. It's just one of the many, many symptoms you're never told about.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Right. And we'll draw more into That's that. Tough. Yeah. Like in the episode's two or time. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, "Yeah, so you know, when was your last period?" And I was like, "For fuck's sake!" I was like, "It started two days ago." And she's like, "Yep." She goes, "That's that would have been what that feeling was," and I was like you know like i thought that that was from yeah like not what i thought it was from yeah i just thought it was me dying uh, yeah and so after they did all the all that they're like okay we've done this you're fine but you have a temperature so we can take you to the hospital and you can do some more tests blood tests but you'll have to go to the covid ward because you have a temperature you'll have to be tested for covid um, and you have to go by yourself. No, not a chance. I was just sort of sitting there. I was contemplating it, but the fear of COVID and catching COVID in the hospital scared me. Mm. Even though I was probably safe. Yeah. I in my head I was like, you have to stay here because imagine if I go and then get it, and then that's where the not regret but embarrassment, not embarrassment. I guess regret. If I go to the hospital because of that panic attack and then I catch COVID, I will be, I won't forgive myself for it. And I'll say, you're an idiot for having that panic attack and then going to the hospital. But I'm not because I wasn't okay. Yeah. If I need to go to the hospital, I had to go to the hospital. But if, yeah. So that was a turning point for me where I need, I, after. That happened. My dad's like, let's go into the lounge room. This is at like 7.30 at night on a fucking Wednesday or Tuesday or whatever it was. He's like, let's sit down and watch a movie. And, you know, that was all fine. And then mum was like, you know, you can come sleep in my room if you want, if you're not feeling okay. And I was like, oh, I'm okay. Like, (laughs) I'm fine. And then the next morning, uh, Jake sort of was like to me, you know, like, we need to, like, we'll work through this together like you're obviously not okay um and i know you haven't been for a bit but just know that we need to do something to get you back to what you're like, just just get me back to living my life because yeah. i i wasn't and like i said it wasn't till september or whatever it was that i first cried which is weird and then this panic attack just set in because i was bottling it all up i was subconsciously stressing about it and pretending i wasn't worried about COVID in front of my family because I didn't want to annoy them (laughs) about stressing about it. But yeah, so then that the panic attack is what drew me to call my doctor um, and just said, look, like I'm struggling. The first time I went to the doctor the week before this lockdown, he gave me a mental health plan because I was just saying I was very stress anxious. And then I called him after this panic attack and I was like, this is affecting my day to day life. I'm on a wait list for a psychologist. I need something now. Um, and then, yes, he prescribed me with antidepressants, which help with anxiety. Yeah. Um, and I've been on them for maybe a month now. Yeah. Coming up to a month.
1: Yeah, because when we filmed the first episode, you'd only just reach that kind of two week threshold.
0: Yeah. And I will say I'm obviously a little bit and I said to my mom and dad, sometimes when I say stuff, I need reassurance. I'm like, yeah, like I'm I'm feeling less anxious. I feel like I'm less anxious about things, and I gauge that off them to see if that's actually true. I'm like, yeah, am I, And they're like, yeah, 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 so like it's like the reassurance that it's working, yeah. but it's not linear, like I know that there's probably gonna be times where. I'm
1: anxious again. I'm just dealing with this now where I was on and up and then like I hit a small down and mm. I'm like, oh fuck, I'm broken again. But like, I think it's a big part of it.
0: Yeah. It's not, you're not going to be click yeah. and fine. I know that there's definitely probably going to be maybe next week or something where I'm just like very anxious. Yeah. It's, and it, Essentially, that panic attack was due to COVID. Like, yeah. it was just
1: trying to navigate what the fuck's going on. So, I guess there was, and it's very, like, relevant to the episode, but there was <laughs> a slight scheduling issue with recording this episode. So, when we were like, this is what we're talking about this week, we hadn't actually talked about it yet. <laughs> so, that technique we promised you
0: is a bit jambled.
1: Yeah, but I think it's just, um, And this is something I have been using the past little bit. It's really taking like 30 seconds every now and then to assess, is this what I'm actually thinking? Do I feel this way? Do I need help? And I mean, that sounds like a really great solution and I do get that it's not a cure-all, but I think maybe through this, just do take a few seconds to think about how you are feeling and if you're okay Mm. Because I, th- the first step of like kind of going out and getting help, which we've both kind of had to do recently, is saying, "Oh, actually, I'm not, and I don't think I can deal with this by myself anymore."
0: Exactly. Yeah, and I think that, yeah that that's been something that we've both done recently to be like, "Okay, yeah, no, I'm not okay." And like I said, that panic attack was that point where I was like. Okay, I thought I could deal with it, or I thought I was dealing with it pretty good, but I'm not, so I need to actually do something. I guess, and I kept getting told, like, do yoga, do this. I tried meditating, yeah, and I, at the start, it was good, but then I just started to think too much.
1: <laughs> that's You're meant to empty your brain. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's why I haven't done it since. <laughs> so now... My, I guess, biggest thing is journaling. I yeah. used, used to do it heaps in college, hilarious times, like looking back on those. But um, journaling is really therapeutic, I think, because, and I think the night that I had my first cry about lockdown in September was because I was journaling. You were able to actually, mm. yeah. I was in the bathroom because Jake was playing Xbox and I was like, I don't want to like journal in this. So I just,
1: yeah. <laughs> this is not the right kind of ambiance.
0: No, not Jake yelling like Xbox with Brad and Stewie about something. Yeah. So I went to the bathroom, um, and yeah, I sat down and I was like, okay, and then I started writing stuff down. I was listening to music as well, and so even though I was in the bathroom, I was still in a space where I was with my music and my journal and I just started writing and I started writing, 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 writing. And then I just got obviously intense and then just burst into tears. But when I say burst into tears, it's like, you know, you're that silent cry that you do when you don't want anyone to hear you cry. <laughs> the bathroom is probably not the right place. It echoes, but uh, <laughs> here I am just like... <laughs> Like, on the bathroom floor. Um, <laughs> but that was the first time, and I think it was because I actually put pen to paper and was writing down. I think I wrote, like, I'm not coping. I'm actually not okay. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then that's when I said... It is. It's, that's why I say it's therapeutic in a sense of you can write it all down. And you feel such a, like, lightness after It obviously doesn't (laughs) – journaling obviously doesn't automatically fix my problems. Yeah, But it did help relieve – okay, that felt good. Like it's – that's definitely a strategy I would recommend to anyone implementing if they feel comfortable. Yeah. It's, It's not that you have to write a whole body page. You can do bullet points to start off with. Um, That's what I did in college. I started doing bullet points and then I started doing actual pages and writing what happened, how I feel. And that's like, you know, that sort of helps you sort of understand what you are feeling rather than bottling it up. Because sometimes when it's bottled up, it doesn't make sense.
1: No, it's just like a big puddle of thoughts.
0: Yeah, and then when you put pen to paper, sometimes it still won't make sense, but it's written there and then you can be like, okay...
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you journal or if... Um, I'm not... I find it very hard to focus on one task. So, yeah, journaling, it doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. But, like, we could go down a rabbit hole of how things do and don't work for other people. Exactly. But Mm -hmm. I guess what I do is kind of a form of journaling. I'm very much someone... Who's constantly daydreaming? I literally mm. talk to myself all day, every day, mm. constantly coming up with weird little scenarios that are happening. Um, and what was happening with me is, I thought I was—I mean, I was. I—I th- I penciled what I was feeling down to the regular anxiety and depression that I was experiencing, but it was getting very severe, and I like very dark. And I had picked up on a pattern. Mm. Um, we definitely want to do an episode on this I was recently diagnosed with um, premenstrual dysphoria disorder which is like an extension of PMS it did become very like my hormones were literally controlling everything I did so it did become very important for me to have the conversation with myself is this what I actually believe? Mm. Is this what is actually happening? Is this a situation that I want to be in mm. and then yeah I think another big one for us especially coming out of lockdown um I will probably be telling people that I do not want to hang out with them mm. uh as we said earlier this episode was meant to get recorded like a week ago mm. but like I hit up Taylor and I was like I'm not interested in holding a conversation today Mm. I think we're both quite big fans of this, to be honest. Um, I think it's really important that you have people around you who you can be like, no, nah, not for me.
0: Yeah. And that was good because that day that we went to record, I was like, I had a headache. I didn't feel good. And I was like, yeah, like I I need to have a nap. Like in my head subconsciously, I was like, I, don't, I kind of I don't want to go. I don't, I can't go. Like I just don't feel well. Yeah. Um, And then that's how I was like, maybe if I have that nap, I'll feel better. And then I sent you that text being like, I'm going to have a nap and i will like, let you know how I go. And then you replied back being like, yeah, I'm just not feeling it. Um, Like, could we do like next week? Blah, 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 blah. And that's, you know, being able to just say, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not, I can't hold a conversation because comparing what we're doing now, if we did this when we wanted to, or when we were planning to,
1: <laughs> yeah, it
0: wouldn't have, it wouldn't have gone anywhere. I reckon we would have, like sat there just like yeah like it's just yeah and i think that's the thing in lockdown when things start to ease a little bit i was very nervous to tell people i couldn't yeah or didn't want to or didn't feel comfortable hanging out with them it wasn't because i didn't like them that wasn't it it was i mentally can't do this because I'm just going to be stressing out the entire time about everything. Yeah. And I won't be present. I won't be there. Like, I'll just be off with, like, just not there. Um, but I don't think there's a point of sugarcoating the shit. Because uh, there's probably other people that are feeling the same way. Yeah. Maybe they haven't returned to poll because they don't feel comfortable.
1: Any aspect of life. Exactly. Like people are getting that phone call being like, Hey, we're coming back to the office. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who are like, I'm fucking not.
0: Yeah. I actually got that call yesterday from work. So it's the same thing. It's like, well, fuck that. I'm not ready. Sorry. <sighs> Panic. <laughs> Mum was just sitting there staring at me knowing that I'm not going back. And I'm like, He's like, yeah, so how do you feel with that? And I'm just like, no. it was silent. No one was saying anything. I think he knew. So I feel like it's just, like you said, we obviously had intentions. The intentions were good. But hey, COVID's been a mess. Yeah. So this episode may be... Fitting. It's fitting.
1: Yeah. Obviously... I think we definitely just wanted to kind of... Maybe it was that was kind of the goal with the podcast, just to. Would you say vent or just? Yeah.
0: I think yeah, it was just obviously like Aisha said, like it was we had intentions and plans.
1: Guess what? Sometimes that doesn't work out.
0: <laughs> Things don't fall through, and we obviously posted the, this is what's on the episode. And because every other time we've done that... We've been recording
1: like a week ahead.
0: Yeah, we've had an episode. Uh, They'll forgive us. Yeah,
1: it's fine. <laughs> They'll love it.
0: Yeah, the other two were great. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, next week I think we'll be more up to scratch again. because
1: Next week's a lot more linear.
0: It is. And also, you you were away this week, so it's just... It's oh. been a lot going on. Again, it's sort of like, um, what's the word? I used it last week. Um, we only just briefly scraped what life's been like in the COVID world with some of our mental illnesses. Um, there's probably lots more to unpack, but for now, yeah.
1: that's, I guess. If you've got any questions, hit the DMs. Yeah,
0: if you have any questions or if you've related or experienced similar, let us know.
1: Yeah, so next week, um, Apple and Spotify.
0: Yeah, we finally worked out. I mean, when last week's episode went up, it was on Apple. But in the podcast, we're like, yeah, we'll be in Apple soon. But now it's on Apple. It's on Apple. Yeah, I worked it out. You can get it there. Get it. I told my sister to check it out because she doesn't have Spotify. She was using free Spotify. It was ads. Uh, Yeah. Can't relate. Premium. (laughs) (laughs) hate my life.
1: (laughs) Literally. Like, finite skips? No. Yeah, fuck. That. Not for me.
0: No. And no offense. Like, I know I have an, an Apple... Don't hate me, Apple users. I have an Apple phone. I have Apple AirPods. Do Apple users not use Spotify? I do. Surely that's it is sa- superior. That's, that's to, what I'm saying. Like, do they have iTunes? What? Apple? Yeah. Yeah. But I I have an Apple everything, but I use Spotify. Yeah, good. You <laughs> think Apple does Apple wrapped? It's probably trash. Apple what? You know, like Spotify oh, wrapped? wrapped. Yeah. yeah. I thought... Like apple an apple app. What? No, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Spotify's superior, no offense. Um, sponsor us, Apple. <laughs> That's not going to happen. I'm just trash talking. A nice
1: little Apple sponsor. I'm sure they'd be very interested.
0: <laughs> of this chaotic mess. Sponsor us. Someone sponsor us
1: later. <laughs> Is that what we want? We don't really need a sponsor, do we? How's I mean, it we don't right now. <laughs> but it would be spicy.
0: Yeah. We could promote, you know, have people promote those underwear or whatever. Like, yeah. Oh, these are the comfiest underwear I've ever worn. But you only wear it for the sponsored ad. We can get then- that
1: lounge underwear cash money. Yeah.
0: We oh. can get on that Audible. On Audible now. Yeah. That's a nice ring to it. That being said, on Audible,
1: Audibles for audiobooks. Oh. Uh. <laughs> I'm thinking of things people sell DoorDash. Remember that dude that
0: sold that sponge that no what's it called shazam is that
1: it I don't oh know. that guy it's not shazam but i'm oh
0: shazam's the music thing sham sham wow. wow yeah sham wow um <laughs> i sound like owen wilson anyway thanks for listening to this episode wow. <laughs> it's been great um Follow us on Instagram, that being said dot podcast. Follow us on Spotify and find us on Apple if you're an Apple user. Know, offensive. <laughs> anyway, Apple's great. Um yeah, thanks for joining us and we'll be back next week with another episode. Brand new app. Brand new yeah. For the, next for the next for next five weeks. Yeah, it'll be who wait, wait, we can't wait for our last episode. Not because it's the last episode. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> a very secret um project.
1: Mm. mm. You, you'll love it. You have to
0: listen to all the other po- episodes for it to make sense. Not really. <laughs> I mean, no, actually you do. You, you actually do. do. <laughs> okay, goodbye. Bye, guys. Love you. Bye.